What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Vile Files. I am your host, Nick. We have Rochelle. Hi. Sugar's back. Hi. Um, this is so exciting. My little ladies <laughs> in the room. We have a very exciting episode today. Uh, Hannah brown is going to join us how exciting and especially after this last episode which <sighs> as soon as it ended i turned to you and i said no show i hate it when they do like a drop off in the middle no, i have to wait to that's see what great happens. that's great people love their consistency uh, it's a great conversation with hannah just a heads up we don't talk a lot about the show with hannah we talk a lot about hannah with Hannah, I feel like we got to know Hannah. Yeah, the beast got released. Really got, <laughs> she got really authentic and honest. I learned some things about Hannah that I, I don't know if a lot of people know. Yeah. Maybe. I mean, I haven't like watched every interview that she's given, but... Has your opinion on her changed? No, I had a very high opinion uh, of Hannah. I have... Uh, it's been confirmed. She's a really interesting person. She has great perspective. She's... Uh, uh, was authentic in, in this podcast and I hope you guys enjoy it. Before we get to Hannah, because we don't talk a ton about this episode, I'm just, it, it, I was right about Luke P. Sure. Can you just, I... can you, can you finally just <laughs> relent? Admit it. You know, I still will say that I believe that Luke P can be saved still. I don't think he should be written off. And I think that we need to meet human beings with compassion and love. But Luke P disappointed me so much, man. You're not, you know, you kick somebody in the head. How am I supposed to defend you? I will say this. I I did see something. He wrote some Instagram post. I didn't like that. What he wrote. What did he write? I honestly, listen, I don't have a high opinion and a very low uh, expectations of Luke P. I thought what he, he basically, he didn't make excuses and he just said, I sucked. He, he could, it could have been, I mean, listen, I'm not, like, I thought for a guy I had very low expectations, it was the best thing he could have said given the situation. I guess. What did what, he say? He basically was just like, <laughs> I'm having a hard time watching me too. I'm learning through this experience. I need to be a better person, regardless if I'm with Hannah or not. I'm trying to be a better person. That's all he could have said. Yeah. Whether he means it or not, I don't know, but at least showed, well, what's wrong with that, Hannah? I mean- uh, what's wrong with that Rochelle like I feel like if I was him I would be like oh my gosh you guys I'm so I'm mortified about how I'm acting I didn't feel like he was that s- sad about it I mean you're I'm just reading it through a pope who knows I'm yeah. sure he's struggling with it I think to 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 Shug's point Luke P maybe this could be a great experience for Luke P mm. in the sense that Luke P struggles with humility mm-hmm. he he has some narcissism. He is a bit delusional and overconfident and he's getting knocked down a few pegs and maybe watching this. Hopefully he resets. You know what he looks like to me through this whole episode? Um, you know, Luke S we'll call him Luke's <laughs> Luke's Luke's. He's like, you look at you. You look at me. I can't even see what's behind your eyes or whatever. And I'm like, he looks terrified to me. Luke, Luke P looks like, like no, he's, he's far down this road no. of being this bad person or whatever we want to call him. I, I think he looks confused and scared and like, oh no. He, and then he's lying. Like he he's looks, just, he looks like he's gone down this bad path and he is stuck on it. Yeah, and about, about his edit. He's, he's scared about his edit, 
right now. If you're, you think if, he's scared about if his you're edit? seeing fear in his eyes, it's because he's realizing everyone hates him, and yeah. this is it is not going yeah, the way you, he. It's it's he, gone he, off he the rails. But like that was a dirty. <laughs> there is no way to describe that play on the rugby field other than dirty. It was a dirty play. I just he, hate no. the way he lied. Oh my god, yes, he can't help himself. It's really disappointed. It, listen, let's not. We let's move on. He sucks. <laughs> Wait, Rochelle we and I were right. Natalie's what does note? Natalie Natalie have to say? What is Natalie's notes? Here we go. Natalie's notes. Of course, these are coming from my sister who lives in Canada and has four beautiful boys. So she's raising boys. So all of this, it's, a, you know, all very important for her. So about Lukey P, she says, the heated passion that Hannah receives from Luke P is confusing for her because it feels so intense and so much bigger than other feelings. But for long-term love, it's more important to have slow and steady burn and to stay consistent. I totally agree. Yeah, Luke yeah. is. Yeah. I do. She says, I do think Luke P actually believes himself all the time, which is super sad to watch. No, he's lying, lying, lying. Oh, I agree <laughs> with Natalie there. I think Luke, I do, I think he's full of shit, but I don't think Luke T P knows, like, I think he believes his own bullshit. He's a true believer. Yeah. Sociopath. I love that. This is the definition of a sociopath. <laughs> yes. I did Google it, by the way. <laughs> And if I'm being honest, I was like, I don't know. I, I'm reading this and maybe I'm oh. a sociopath. I mean, like, well, that's the thing. Actually, the truth is, if you have if you have any introspective of whether you're a sociopath or not, then you probably aren't. Anyone who dismisses the idea of them being a sociopath might be. It truly is because they don't have any self-awareness or empathy for themselves or others or whatever. But also, I could be. Yeah. It's possible. It's possible. It's possible. Not, but I think it's, you I'm know, not you. totally out of the woods. <laughs> the jury's like, out. The jury's like, out. Look at it. But <laughs> Luke P. Uh, hey, can I give a little shout out to Big Mike? Hey, Big Mike. Big Mike is great. That you handled uh -oh. really oh, well, a, Big Mike. You got a crush on Big Mike, Shook? I think just Big Mike handles himself. Flex. I just think we're seeing some man on there. You what know, a like, great flex mm -hmm. when Luke, Big Mike to Hannah just casually referred to Luke P as the boy. <laughs> What a great flex. He seems like a really likable guy. He's that got smile, morals. He's, people like him. He's a, he's, he seems to have a nice story. How do they not make him um, the first black bachelor? It's I, And I can't male. believe that. You told me the other day. Well, there's only Oh, right. Bachelorette. Male. Yeah. Bachelor is male. <laughs> I'm aware. I'm aware. Of, I'm aware of Rachel. You've heard of Rachel? <laughs> I have heard of her and her journey to find love. I'm somewhat familiar with that story. Um, but um, yeah, I think... Um, I think... Man, if he keeps going, I how do they Well, I can't believe that you're telling me that there hasn't been anybody but a white bachelor, which is just come on. You guys. can't, Chug? <laughs> I mean I can, but I'm disappointed to hear it. So yes, please. Listen, I, it, in, in fairness Jump to the show, board. it oh. was like they it they it it is they have to like the thing, if Mike goes home next week, I don't think he will. It'd be really hard for ABC to what, make him look, what about Hunter? Hunter is gorgeous and we saw him for one Who he's not Hunter? talking. I don't know. That's kind of my point. Hannah has no relationship with Hunter. This is a show and like part of that pro it, it that plays a role. Yeah. Right. It's, so it's it's the way their format is to bring some of the storyline is and so they've the show has done a better job and that doesn't mean they aren't at fault at all but they have done a better job to make it more possible to find your big mics of the world or rachel you know and things like that i'm just curious does it happen in the show that like kind of later in the season that somebody that you were like who is that guy where did he come from every like, it, season oh really someone goes home like week six uh-huh 
that's like six episodes in and they go home you're like i have no idea who oh, this is man. is mm-hmm. hunter still on, even on the show hunter's not on the show no anymore. what did you think of jed being like i came on here for my music and I, now I th- i'm here for you it sounded like <laughs> a, a a like a truth bomb that was meaningless and listen i'm glad he said it he had to say it but he's no different than anyone else it's honest what yeah. it is is that we've talked about this people go on the show for the experience a little like jed's unique because he is an aspiring musician and so he is he he got ahead of it right he has the potential of someone accusing him naturally because he lives in nashville and he's trying to be a recording artist so he just told hannah the obvious truth good for him for saying it but it was kind of like yeah of course i didn't fault him for it because he was honest i'm glad he said it because other people would try to pretend that's not a reality and so good on him for saying that but i don't think it's some huge revelation but other people in that position would just pretend that's that's not existent and that's not believable so good for him for being authentic Honest and and uh, Rochelle, how did your boy Tyler, Tyler see well. you? Don't you think he really just oh, honey, shown so on this great. episode? He really did. He came through for us. He he. I I said to Nick, I turned to Nick and I said, you know what? He feels like a man. Like he feels so suddenly so steady to me, and I'm yes. like, ah. He was in a great position to flourish. I mean, yeah. Hannah's upset with Lupe. Other guys might not have done as well, but yeah. Really, said he's clearly a confident guy. He's sure he's- of himself. He was the perfect guy for that date. You know, it was. I feel. I felt like I was watching The Notebook. Oh yeah. I did. I did. <laughs> you are not objective. I am. You are madly in love with him. I'm not in love. Well, <laughs> listen. I know you're not objective because you're very opinionated on a lot of dating things. And last week, when I again, Luke was, like, Tyler was fine, but it wasn't his best week of just being totally like. I like a man who who shows off his body a little bit. I like that you like that, but like that's not usually the Rochelle I hear. So it tells me you are not objective with Tyler, which is. <laughs> fine but you're not uh, that, that's not criticism that's just a, a fact i like this side of you i like that there is that person who's like fuck it i don't care i just want to fuck him uh, i don't say that mom i think that's great well like i said i think that kind of wraps up what we think about yeah this episode uh, tune in hannah has a lot of interesting things to say i hope you guys enjoy uh this hannah time I know we did. Oh, we sure did. I just love her. We were in love, fully in love. Yeah, especially now having met her. She is so consistent and it's so real. Like an onion. Yeah, we're just peeling it back. So Mm -hmm. up next, the peeling back. (laughs) Oh, God. Of Hannah B. (laughs) Hannah Brown. Hannah Brown, as she said. She wants to be Hannah Brown. Mm -hmm. The story of Hannah Brown. The story of Hannah Brown. (laughs) Coming up next. Hi, everybody. Welcome to a very special edition of the vile files uh so special because we have the current bachelorette with us miss hannah brown oh, so Hello. Yay. <laughs> yeah. thanks for taking the time hannah i i know that you are so busy and exhausted with life right now because that's what being the bachelorette is in the moment so thanks for taking the time i'm glad to be here let's have a good time let's have a great time <laughs> let's well you know let's let's just you know, let's just get into it. Uh, well, I, I think the people, you've probably done a ton of press. I've done a little bit. And you've, you've been probably asked a lot of the <laughs> same questions. I, I'm not really interested in if you found love. I hope you did. But we're not going to ask that question because you, you're, you're not allowed to answer it. Love that. Um, it's really, you know, the people like in the interviews, like they try to like find a clever way to do it. So did you, are you, are you happy? Are you, are you, are you, yeah, because every time I'm just like, yeah, I'm happy. Yeah. 
Anyways. Cool. <laughs> anyway. It's a great day. <laughs> I'm going to start off by saying, I'm going to pay you a compliment. You are in the running, to me, as one of the best Bachelorettes of all time. <gasps> now, with a bit wow. of a disclaimer here, <laughs> okay. I only started watching when I first went on Desiree's. Well, not, I went on Andy's season, so I started watching Desiree's season. Annie Caitlin broke up with me, so they're like excluded. Uh, I also dated Rachel. She's pretty cool. Jojo was great. Uh, Desiree was fine. I didn't see any of the other ones, but so far you're killing it. Okay, so that leaves like yeah. two of us. Why do you have to cool. do that? Three? I'm just kidding. No, you really are doing a great job. You're really doing a great job. You just stopped it at the first, first thing you <laughs> yeah. said. You're doing, you. you're doing a great job. Uh, the reason why I think you're in the running is because I don't know if other people notice this, notice this about you, but you have a very authentic way of how I would describe you think out loud and it's wonderful and it's very authentic. And I think that's my favorite thing about you as the bachelorette is that everything you say, you can like, you know how some people are like some of the guys in the season, like maybe say look P like he, he thinks and then he says something and you can tell on his face, he's saying what, in my opinion, what he thinks people want to hear. And then when you, you are thinking and your mouth is going at the same time. And I know it's an authentic thought. And that's my favorite thing about you. Um, thank you. Because that's 100% true. I am a verbal processor. It's so good. So oh. that is how mm. I process everything. And I have to like talk it out. Like interviews for me were like huge for me to sit in those and like talk out my emotions. Like I have to do that. But I also just do that in... Life. life. I yeah. can't help but like say everything I'm feeling. Sometimes good, sometimes not so good, but good TV. So that, yeah. have you always been that way? Um, I don't think I think naturally, yeah. Yeah. And like it's the way that I process my emotions, but I think I learned that you sometimes don't need to do that. <laughs> However, well, that my next question, like, has it served you well? served you well but also gotten you in trouble before even say tv yeah absolutely because sometimes like you when you're processing things you're saying things that you really don't mean sometimes do you think that i mean you mean them but they might not come out the way that you want them to come out you may not articulate it Articul the best that's, way that yeah. you hope it's everything that i'm actually thinking meaning i'm not articulating it for like people that are not inside my brain actually understand what I'm saying. Is that mean because do you really think that you don't mean that? Or like you said, articulate because they may, may not love what you said at first and you want to soften it up maybe a little bit for them. I, this is, I just have this mental image in my head right now of my brain uh -huh. and I'm in my brain and I know exactly what's happening inside my brain. This is great. She's brain. thinking out loud right now. It's yeah. <laughs> but so I'll just say a comment that it's, or a sentence that's actually inside that sentence is five different thoughts that I put together that I know they all make sense mm -hmm. for that one sentence, but nobody else is living inside my brain. And so they just hear the one sentence and like, wait, do you mean that? I'm like, yeah, I do. Because of those five sentences that I actually didn't say out loud that I thought in my brain. Do you that also say those? Probably no. It does. It does. It totally does. But uh, do you also then say those? Because I, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Do you? I feel like you kind of say everything that comes I do. So somebody said what? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But this is why. Right? Okay. But you would. Bye. But you like that about yourself, yes? I have grown to like appreciate that about myself. Oh, that was, that's what makes me unique in myself, and I feel like 
I've, I've found like who I am and I just have to like own that sometimes my thoughts are scattered and I say all those thoughts, therefore I talk scattery because that's just who I am. But that's what like is my, I would say that would be the endearing quality that I have. It's just like, I, that is how I just have to be, to be myself. It's just say everything. Were you, do you feel like maybe when you were younger, you were judged for being uh, Do you I, ever, did you ever feel misunderstood? Um, I will say like as a kid, I was like the like golden child. So mm-hmm. I knew how to like stay in a row and do everything like to be teacher's pet, to like help my mom out and, and just charm people. And so when you're doing that all the time, then are you really saying everything you mean? Probably not. Probably not. You're showing a version of yourself. And so I, I liked that the recognition I got for being the golden child and for, Oh, isn't she so sweet? Blah, 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 blah. And so I kind of like that, that was my gig. And it wasn't that it wasn't me. It was me. It was just the small part of me that people accepted. When did that change? Like, when did you start becoming more the Hannah we're getting to know now? Um, I'm trying to think of like, there's, there's like been a few like defining moments I feel like, but I feel like ultimately I like suffered with, um, anxiety and depression, um, in my, in college. And I think it was because the gig was up, you know, what do you mean? Oh. like the gig of like being this, yeah. yeah, it just like, I couldn't keep up with it anymore. And then, you know, in my hometown, I could be the homecoming queen, the, the, this, the, that. But then when you get to college, well, there's like, um, I don't know, like 50 homecoming queens in one of your classes. So like, you're not oh. that great. You know, and so if that's where you get your worth from, then it real you realize that like, oh wait, I'm if if that's where the worth from, it's like, oh wait, then I'm not as special as I thought I was, and so I like had these, I like was suffering with all this for a while, but I smile like like just that's just how my face is planted. Nobody knew anything, and I wasn't going to say anything because oh my god, I don't want to be a bother, you know, God, and so it was me like. I went to the doctor one day and he was like, are you happy? And I just said, no, it was the first time somebody asked me if I was actually happy. And I just like lost it. And I think it was like after that of like, okay, you're not, where do you find your happiness and who are you? And that's like what started my transition. I was in relationships that I feel like from that, like me actually being able to seek help become Hannah again, again. I remember like the first day that I felt like, oh my God this is amazing. I feel like myself again. And, and like, what was that moment? Was that like, you just kind of said how you felt? I think it was like being accepting that, like, it's okay to like that. I was sad and it wasn't, and it's okay to be sad for like no reason because it was something that I was struggling with because I think I always thought I had to have a reason. I was like, my life is so great compared to other people's you know, mm-hmm. everybody has struggles, but I was like, why do I come out allow myself to be sad? Well, it's because I was struggling with something. And so I think it was really just like allowing myself to be like, it's okay to feel these way, feel this way, but don't let it like, like, don't just sit in that and like, get up, go take a walk, go do this, go hang out with friends. And I don't know, just kind of like owning it and accepting it and then like growing from it and doing things to like 
really discover. Yeah. I think through that- like being vulnerable about like, I am struggling with this. I think, I think that's great. I mean, I've always said like, we can't, you don't, you shouldn't never have to justify your feelings. Mm -hmm. What you do with those feelings and how you process them, you have control over, but like, you never have to explain how you feel. Yeah. It's like, it's how you feel. It doesn't matter whether someone feels that you have the right to. Yeah. That's who you are. But for so long, I wouldn't say it. So Mm -hmm. I was just like internally, like going into a, a ball, but still trying to be like, hi guys, what's up? Ah, Is Hannah Beast post this process? Oh my gosh. Yes. Um, I would say, so I call, I say that pageants are good. We're, we're good and great for me. I mean, good, not good and great. That's great. And (laughs) they can be both, right? They could be both, but like a good thing and a bad thing for me. I feel like with pageants sometimes, especially before I ever won, I, that was like my moment to, play the gig you know the Mm -hmm. best way and it never worked out for it worked out for like me as a teen but I think that was before I really started like pretending to be somebody I wasn't and so it worked well like when I did it in like 15 16 17 like that time and then as I got older like I was just listening to everybody telling me what to do everything and then I stopped doing it and then it came back a year and won and I won because I was like completely myself. And I signed up two weeks before and just was like, whatever, I'm going to no do way. it. No way. Yeah. Weeks? Two weeks before Miss Alabama USA. And then, but then I'm getting to somewhere in this. Um, I competed in Miss USA. This is all tracking. It's a, a beautiful story. Uh, I competed in Miss USA and they let me be my, I loved my directors and people that helped me. They let me be my own. But for me, I still struggled with being the perfect person. And now I'm at this, like the biggest thing. So like mm-hmm. I was still falling into a few straps, uh, traps along the way. Yeah. And so like, I feel like I did kind of fall into those better, like could have never done it before. Like I did, like I was still completely, I was still Hannah, but still falling into some traps because it's really hard not to. And I think the same thing with, with bachelor, when I got there, I kind of fell back into my little trap for like a second. A date with Colton. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was like, uh, "Who do I uh, be?" Oh wait, I just I have to go on. I have to spend a whole day with you after I've only been here for two days. Great. Who am I going to be? Myself or somebody else? Mm-hmm. You actually had that thought. Absolutely. Really? I didn't know. Not like somebody else, but like, am I going to like turn it on, or am I just going to be like, "This is me. I'm this weirdo." That. <laughs> Very honest with you. And yeah, I. Uh, and so what I say, like, I had to, like, write this out in my journal because it was so devastating for me to, like, have that, like, moment that was so, I mean, it was the most awkward day ever. But what happened is it was the middle of this me trying to continue on the track that I was going on of, like, really leaning into who I am as a person, but also, like, meeting this guy not knowing how much of that person of who I truly am, I want to give him. And so Mm -hmm. what you got was the middle of like just paralyzed, you know, like I don't know who I want to be right now and who I want, what I want to show him. And Oh yeah. The like millions of people that watch this. My goodness. Do you think as you've gotten older, you've been, and I think kind of, this is where this is going, but uh, as you gotten more confident in who you are, you're less worried about who you show the real you to because you're just going to be who you are. Like, yeah. And I feel like I don't have to like, I feel like for so long, it was like, I am a good person. Like I need to do the things to show like my heart. And it's like, Hannah, 
yeah, you are a good person. Just be yourself. And like, if people have something to say, they're going to have something to say regardless. Mm -hmm. So why try to just like walk this straight, narrow path that like isn't even fun anyway? I mean, it's very honest for you to say. I appreciate you sharing that because I think a lot of people listening, I mean, it's a very relatable feeling. Mm -hmm. You're not the only one, obviously. I think when you're younger, you know, you are trying to fit in some people a bit more than others. And I mean, the beauty pageant world I'm not familiar with, but I can imagine it's Mm -hmm. very stay in your lane. So I think it's very honest. Well, it's like, be yourself, but this, this, yes. this, this. But be polished and be, <laughs> yeah. like, don't, like, be a lady, you know, like be a, be a Southern gentleman if you're a guy, I guess. I don't yeah. know. But um, no, it's very, very honest of you. If you had met all the guys at a bar one night instead of mm-hmm. at the mansion on a night one, Luke P's the guy you're going home with that you were going to be in a relationship with. Maybe you won't hook up that night. You're a lady, whatever. Yeah. But that, that's going to be your guy, right? He, you to- And I think that was really fascinating because you know, the bachelor's a very unrealistic situation in terms of how you date people. You know, it's not, you know, mm-hmm. you get the first impression, but then like you're forced to get to know other people, even if your instincts wouldn't necessarily be able to do that. In the real yeah. world, you just meet someone and you're like, whatever. But Luke P is, you know, so far as, as we've seen the show, we're kind of at this crossroad. And to hear you kind of like talk about how you're confused because, you know, he has these red flags. Has this happened to you in other relationships where it's just, I think we can all relate we like the person, but it's just like we know we shouldn't or our friends and our family don't. But like you just you just want it. You know, it's just that the, the tasty, as you say, dessert. Yeah. Have you is this a, like a, a thing that you've had? I mean, I've I've done it more than a few times in my life. I know I've definitely chased the wrong person. Yeah. Is this a habit you've kind of had in the past or? Is this um, I'm trying to think of how because I, I definitely feel like I can answer this in multiple ways of yeah no um i definitely have this is what i i i do if i think i see like a light in somebody that's like not and they i think i'm like oh but like i think they're actually a good person like somewhere in there there's some goodness so i'm gonna be the one (laughs) that makes (laughs) that helps and i sometimes will like not I don't ignore anything because I say it out loud. Sure, but we'll be like, uh, okay, but not and not even make excuses. I don't even make excuses. I just am like, no, I think this person's a good person. I'm gonna make this person a good person, and you can't. So which one is it? With what? You know they're a good person, or you're gonna make them a good person? Uh, I you- oh I don't okay. So like I've had relationships in the past where like I've like felt like there's something in their heart that's good and they well, did me so you, shitty first you 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 kind of want them first i'm saying like oh you, first you have the hots for him right like luke p you have the hots for him. he's a hottie yeah yeah you know he he was dessert we wanted yeah. to get some dessert when well, i think but and, after that then you get to know him and it's like uh but then you get to that crossroad crossroad because i still like uh okay i'll say uh my relationship with luke p especially like at the beginning, like the instant connection reminded me a lot of my really long-term relationship. And so I like, it was like this initial like attraction of like cuckoo gaga eyes. And I, um, I know that like through like what we've seen, like I really held on to that. Like I hadn't had a connection like that in a really long time. And when it, it had for me, it was like palpable. Yeah, it was huge. And it was huge. And it's, it's, he is something like he is a he is a, a spark of something that I can see like he's like the brightest light out there. And I don't know if the light is like 
um, a like, do not come here caution light or like the beacon, you know, mm-hmm. like that is what, cause he, but he shine he, he's the, the brightest thing that like is like attracting me right now. Does yeah, that make no, sense? Totally makes sense. And we've all been there even in, again, yeah. and in life that happens yeah. to, to all of us. I mean, yeah. I mean, we, it, do you, do you think of yourself as someone who, when you fall, you fall hard? I fall hard, but like, yes, I do. But I don't, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> well, I, I want to say, like, it seems you were so aware of yourself. And, you know, even with the Lukey P um, example, you stopped him in his tracks and said, something's going wrong here. I'm not feeling quite right. My feelings are feeling odd. I feel, you know, like something uncomfortable so is happening. So yeah. you could have been a person who was just blinded to any of the red flags, but you're not. Like, so I think that you, <laughs> from my analysis it seems like you really assess what you're going through and you ask yourself how you're feeling and you really look at it and so I wonder if you would just kind of blindly fall hard I doubt it I don't think yeah I like I fall hard when like I do fall hard but I'm not like unaware when Mm -hmm. I fall like I will try whatever to make it work but not make it like not disregard things that happen. I want to still talk about them, but I'm like, did you mean that? And I think a lot of times in this, I, not just with Luke, but with a lot of the guys, I try to give them the benefit of the doubt of like the Mm -hmm. weird that we're in. Like, this is so hard. I'm like, hey, you're kind of coming off like this. Do you want to come (laughs) off like this? Because this is what you're actually doing. Yeah. (laughs) So like, no, no, no. You think, yeah, yeah. You think that's what's happening? It's not. You actually are looking kind of crazy. So are you crazy or not? I'm going to let you have another chance yeah. to see if you're actually crazy. I just think that's so loving of you and very patient. And, and a, you know, it's a, a way to pass your own wisdom. I just think, you know, yeah. that's the womanly way. And you're yeah. doing that. Yeah. I don't think also falling hard is a, or fast is a bad thing per se. You can do, they're not mutually exclusive. You can fall hard and still be objective. You can, you know. I, I, this is what I do. I, I right? like you don't free think fall. So? Yeah. I, it's like I, I do the skydiving thing. I freak. I like be like, oh, whoa, this is amazing. What? Oh, parachute back. I don't really know. <laughs> so that's like that's me like coming back and being like, when the strings open, I'm yeah. like, uh, wait, <laughs> this is me assessing from up here. I love that. Am I actually going to continue to float down, or I'm going to be like, somebody better come save me right now? Have Have you ever had your heart broken before the show? Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. I um the guy that I dated for a oh my gosh, this is this is some shit. That's how we do it here. Um, I also I have two. If that makes really better, more yeah. than a few times. Yeah, I would say like I've had like one huge like big heartbreak. Yeah. Um, but I dated there was this guy that I dated in high school that I was in ninth grade when I first saw him and. He, his name got called in my Spanish class and I came home and I told my mom, I'm going to marry that guy. Oh. And so like, I just, ninth grade. yeah, ninth grade. But we, your mom say? she was like, okay. Um, <laughs> all right. He's like, he has big ears. I said, I don't care. Oh, oh wow. Yeah. Mom. <laughs> yeah. Savage. So he, he does have big ears, but, um, I, uh, I didn't, he had a girlfriend, so we really didn't, she didn't really like me whatever so we didn't talk like through high school until we had that was one class we had together and then my senior year we ended up having another class together and him the girlfriend were on and off they ended up breaking up we started dating and it was like just swooped on in 
Uh, he slept on it. Oh. Okay. <laughs> um, she was just an innocent bystander. I was just here, and like, and like my ninth grade self knew. But he really played me a lot, like in the in the okay. first part of of that relationship, and like when I like I fell in love with him like immediately, and that's a lot of like being a teenager. But he like truly like broke my heart as like a, a young girl, and then we ended up getting back together, which. Now that I look back, I mean, I wouldn't regret anything, but like this girl would have never got back together after that. Sure. Um, And we ended up dating after that for like three years and into college. And I mean, I thought he was my one and he did a lot of shitty things throughout all that, like really did, but became a better, like he was progressing. And like, by the end of it, like he will even say now, like you saved me through college, like I don't know where I would have been, but like, I didn't, okay, congrats, Hannah, but like, I didn't deserve that. Mm. But I was so in love with him and like wanted to do whatever to make mm. it work. And the human that he is now is great. What I had to deal with to get to the human that he is now, not cool. Mm. Um, and then I ended up breaking up with him after all the depression stuff and like actually coming into my own. And I realized like, this is not it. Like, I love him. I don't love where our relationship is. So I broke up with him and it was the hardest thing because it wasn't because I didn't love him. It was that like I knew where we were, we were at was not where I wanted to go. And I was dragging him somewhere like I always say this, but it's like I was going 100 miles per hour and he was stuck at 25 and I was just like dragging him. And you can't do that to somebody if they're not ready to be there. Broke up with him and then I ended up started dating this other guy who I did love so much. Like just it wasn't never got over Brandon, because we started dating, like, oh, like, first love's the hardest, man. Yeah. Motherfucker. And this guy was ready to get engaged, whatever. He, the week before we were supposed to go look at engagement rings, I'd started, I got in a conversation, innocent conversation with the the last boyfriend. First guy. First guy. Just told him everything about it. He was like, you're still in love with him. I can't do this anymore. And and broke up with me, which we had had when he started dating me, wanted to date me. I said, I'm still in love with somebody else. He's like, I don't care. I want to pursue you. (laughs) So it was like all already like from the beginning, but then I did, I loved two people, but I loved two people at the same time and wasn't over another went to the guy back to the, the first boyfriend. And I said, I still love you. And like, I don't know what to do. Um, he like played me for like two days and then ended up was like dating somebody. (gasps) Question and it wrecked oh, my soul no. because I went back to him and a guy wanted to like marry me and I said I was like I'm dropping this because I still have feelings for you. He wrecked me. Oh. Wrecked me. Question, question for you, and you can yeah, take bad. a moment to answer this. If you could uh, forget about all of that, like mm-hmm. have the power to not remember any of it, would you or would you keep those memories? In terms of like what you felt or the embarrassment no. and the heartbreak. No, I would totally keep the memories right. because um, like I have wisdom now and there's a lot of good in that. There was the a lot of good about of the rela- of the relationship and and the bad helped me a lot for this experience. Honest, I think the hearing your story is a big reason. Now it might, makes more sense why yeah. you're in the running for best bachelorette of all time. Yeah, <laughs> I um, I truly like... Like my relationship with the first guy was so passionate and like, oh, work, work however I could to make it work. But just like 
God, this guy, like, why won't he be what I want him to be? And like trying and trying and trying, but being so in love. And then this other guy checked off every single box, but I wasn't ready yet. And he wasn't the right guy. There were still things, um, but I was getting there. And I feel like I'm so thankful for both of them. And I will still say that, like, no matter what I've said, that might make they're both great humans. We just grew up together. We were all growing. And um, I'm so thankful for both of those relationships because I feel like everything that I learned through those and the heartbreak and the like truly like loving. Like I know what love is. Like I knew what love is before being on the show, like what that felt like and yearn to have it again. Um, and had a year and a half to be like by myself. And when I say by myself, I didn't date. I like focused on Hannah after that breakup. It was great. And so like, I missed that and wanted that. And that's why I wanted this to work for me. But then I also could see like why it didn't work in the past through some of the like dating. Yeah, but those are all great things. I mean, I always say like, especially early on, if in the dating world, there's always a balance of trying to figure out what we want and what we deserve because they're not Mm -hmm. always the same thing. And usually we want to have a balance of because we always we want to want to be with someone. But we also know things that we deserve. And sometimes early in life, we will concede Mm -hmm. what we deserve for the things that we want, which is often sometimes why we chase the wrong people. But, but you learn. But you that. learn. And if you can then grow up and have some foresight and some balance and know when to check yourself, you can hopefully make. And I right and I still like I've struggled with that because I. Yeah, you want you want the freaking chocolate cake every single meal. <laughs> chocolate come cake on. is so good. But you really need the salad that has the avocados and the chicken <laughs> and all the, the tomatoes that you can eat for every meal. This is why we're like mine. She's referenced. She probably doesn't even know my Sour Patch Kid metaphor. And she's like, it's the same thing. It's What's great. What's your Sour Patch Kid metaphor? Well, it's it was I was giving dating advice to some sister of someone I was dating, and she was just it was a it was a, she was working with this guy, and it was the same thing. Like she'd be hanging out with this guy for a year, and she's just like venting to me at a party. She's you know they were hooking up, but this and that, but he never committed. And I'm like, you know what he is? The dude's a Sour Patch Kid. She's like, well, what do you mean? I'm like, like it's the same thing. Like every time you eat a Sour Patch Kid or chocolate cake or whatever it is your your thing, it's like. You'll have it. It's delicious, but then you'll have too much of it, and then you'll have, and then you won't. You won't feel that great afterwards. But then you're like, you know what? I shouldn't, shouldn't, shouldn't eat that. I shouldn't. And then fast forward two weeks, like you're, you're hungry. Mm-hmm. You go to the movies, and it's right there. You're like, fuck it, you know, like instant gratification, and you just keep doing it over and over and over. And it's like you just, <laughs> ugh, you know, it's, yeah. But you can't yeah. have a healthy, sustainable diet on chocolate cake or sour patch. Cake. Yeah, need the salad. With all the things. What an exciting time in your life because I feel like from all of these stories, like you actually are in that good place to find your love and and to get married and like to do the whole thing because you love you so much, which is so wonderful. Yeah, I I think so too. And I've heard a lot of people like, like, oh my God, you're the youngest bachelor. I was like, I'm the youngest bachelorette. Yeah, I am. Killing it. It's yeah. But like I know that um all my life experiences and where I am and where I am with myself, like I'm able to make that next step. Mm -hmm. And because of like the love that I've had in the past. That makes a lot of sense. And I think your, your dating history has definitely Mm -hmm. plays a big role. I want to know what happened, how, what changed? Cause you said you were like halfway authentic in the first bachelor. Oh, because of that date. Where you were just saying that. Yeah. Like what changed between that and your season? 
Okay, so when I talk about I, I You mean her season as the bachelorette or yeah. so I, I feel like that would happen throughout like Colton's season. The, yeah. My my season with Colton, I feel like is when I really like from the first day, like by the end of the day, it was like, all right, this is me. And I feel like my whole like growth in that was accepting who I am as a, and like being my true self and being okay with being my true self. I feel like as the bachelor bachelorette, my journey has been owning that I'm a, the, I've always been a strong woman, but owning that and, and showcasing that and not just feeling like, like my, my faith is really important to me. And I read this thing before I left that it was like, a lot of times people think that like a good Christian woman is to be like submissive and just serving. Well, oh. serving can be a total different ways. And like, I like, I'm serving my strength to people. Mm. Like, I don't just have to like be in the corner, like s- doing like my thing, just standing in the corner and being that type of girl. No, like there's, that's not at all how it ever is even biblically like it is it's just like people think that's how you're supposed to be and so i've been like you know what i can still be the person i am the beliefs that i have and be a badass Mm -hmm. so i feel like that's like what you see throughout this season well hannah i just want to say that i've also had sex and i'm pretty sure jesus he does yeah I w- I'm pretty sure I, I have. I'm pretty sure he still does. I'm pretty sure. I can tell you he does. Um, that that I want. I can't wait to find out what uh, what, what that's about. Um, but you know. Oh, you're gonna no, love it. I can't wait. Um, but that made me. Th- I was funny because obviously I know faith is important to mm-hmm. you. You've talked about that. Um, you know, we've talked about a little bit on this show in terms of like our upbringings and stuff. You kind of spoke to it a little bit, but I was curious is there anything else in terms of in say your well how old are you now 24 24 so in mm-hmm. your six and a half some years of adulthood outside of kind of like your parents raising you and then sounds like you a great family and a mm-hmm. great upbringing what's one thing that uh your perspective has changed your values have changed in terms of you know i used to think this way because of how i was raised and nothing th- you know there's a lot of things that i was raised my, me and my parents both agree it's just like oh, that was that was weird uh, mm-hmm. We don't think that way anymore. But yeah. are there other things that you have, um, you know, as who are the Hannah that as an adult is now your own person? Maybe it's this Jesus still loves you because, yeah. hey, when I was taught, don't have sex before marriage. Yeah. You know, that that's something I had to really grasp. Yeah. When I first did it. Yeah. For anything else. Other so than that's like sex. probably the biggest like thing is my faith has like really changed drastically of how I view my faith. Um, I grew up going to church um, and honestly had a really like spiritual connection like young but kind of missed the mark of like oh my gosh if i do something bad or somebody else says they're going to hell no that's not true but i would just be like oh god that's like my good girl thing like i just wanted you're to going, like people saying you're going to hell <laughs> no but like you know like that's like the southern baptist sometimes that's how it is yeah, you know yeah, you yeah. feel like ah, yeah so you're scared and fire I, and brimstone yes, baby. that's right well, that's the same i mean like i was catholic it's same yeah it's the same, same type of thing so and catholic so, guilt's a real thing but like i was like no my faith is real like i want to make sure like people know that and it's like okay well then i'm missing the relationship of what faith is supposed to be and honestly mm-hmm. um when i went through my depression I didn't care about anything. Like I didn't really care about my relationships that much. I could fake it. So, so my faith kind of like in any type of way kind of started to pull back. So it wasn't that like, I just 
didn't like really still like believed in the Lord, like everything. I just didn't really like do much. Mm -hmm. It wasn't until I like had that like moment that my relationship with the Lord like went like I always say like I was like I was on fire for the Lord to like learn more and to have a relationship and that's kind of another like my relationship was not like based in that and that wasn't like something we ever talked about as much and like it was huge for me now and I I did change I was the one that changed um but I started to realize the like what it's like to really have a relationship with the Lord and like what it actually says biblically and not like what we've made all these rules mm-hmm. and like all, the the Bible, God is love. And so you just, you love on humans, mm-hmm. no matter like what, like what they do, who they are, you love them because why, if like, this is so important to me, why would I ever like ever try or mean to come off judgmental or be judgmental about some, somebody when it's like, we're all the same. We all have our things. And um, like Jesus still loves us. Who did Jesus hang out with in the Bible? Like the, the people who were in leprosy and, um, prostitutes, prostitutes. like that's who he was with. And that was who, those were his homies. So like, why can't I just not be out there living my life? I don't just have to stay in my freaking white pent up church to be a good girl like no like i want to be with people i want to know like what their like what their struggles are and be there for them and live life and like have a new perspective of how you serve people because all we're supposed to do is love and serve people and that means like the people that you're around and just like bring us to church yeah i I don't know Um, like it just really has changed in like I don't know. I just, I think for me, a lot of my season was hard because I was like, oh my God, what are they going to say if they see me like making out with this dude? Who cares? Because I, I know my heart. I know where it is and it's good. Who's they? People back home. Okay. When, this season when you're making out with all those guys? Um, um, you weren't thinking about that. I, I do. I do think about it. I'm like, oh God, of pin back, button back. Ah, ooh, I'm not going to like that one. How is, how is it? How has it been so far in terms of not that you should care? And I'm glad that you, uh, I mean, you want to be respectful of your peers and certainly from a family standpoint, but I'm <laughs> glad that you have, uh, I'm, I'm glad that you have changed your perspective and how much you think you should worry about yeah. if whether other people think you're going to burn in hell or you're yeah. a bad person, but how I think has that because been I'm so, um, confident in my relationship where I stand in the Lord, like with the Lord that like. I know that regardless if I have or haven't done anything bad, like it's a race, it's forgiven. Like we all make mistakes. I'm not even saying I made a mistake, but if I did, hey, like mm. Jesus loves me. There you go. So, have you ever had sex for right after you're like, I don't know, I'm not entirely sure. Like maybe <laughs> I think I hope he still loves me, but I might have pushed his love a little bit. I, I'm like, <laughs> uh. <laughs> you, you, you don't have to answer that. I just, just, just you, I had to ask. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, no. So, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's called being human. I bet yeah. Jesus definitely had a moment where he's like, boy, I don't no. know. I don't know if I should be, if I'm worthy of being God. What? You know? He did have a moment. He was also human. The time he was tempted was by a woman. There you go. Yep. And by the devil. And by the de- but like, 
but by a woman like Rochelle sedu- knows a lot. seducing actually, seducing about, yeah. yeah i don't remember where that was but it's somewhere in there i mean uh, what i kind of assumed of you a little bit by watch uh you haven't disappointed in getting to know you you again i've in, in the few interviews i've given when people ask my opinion i, I say that you uh, are incapable of being inauthentic which i find to be great um and but just kind of try it's yeah. really bad <laughs> and i think that's awesome and again like i think it's a real teachable moment i you know we have different but similar upbringings and just a lot about what we talked about is to uh as we get older we get more comfortable with ourselves and and not trying to be the people we're not supposed to be and judgment and and fear of disappointing people or it's really people or your peers can really affect you. And then once you get more confident in yourself, yeah, it's all like, and I, I, I would ride on my arm sometimes. Like I'd write no fear, Hannah, because like, like no fear in anything. Like, cause every like judgment or criticism or feeling not enough, that's all fear based. And so like, if I know where my heart is, then there's no fear in that. And so I would just like write it on my arm sometimes. <laughs> I have a question. You're so vulnerable on the show and mm-hmm. we've seen you cry a few times and like you're just, do you ever, I guess in my life sometimes when I have like a breakdown or I have a panic attack, there is a minute of me kind of beating myself up about it, which I have learned to get over and talk mm-hmm. myself out of. Did you have any of those moments while you were doing the show where you're kind of like, mad at yourself for the way that you reacted or, or anything like that? Or are you feeling pretty steady? Honestly, no, because there was a time where like, I would be like, I don't cry. And legitimately, I didn't cry. I really leaned into my emotions in this because like, this is my story. This is me to figure out mm-hmm. my emotions. And like, I could honestly like go from like, shooting the bull to talking about a, a like something that was serious and like go back to that moment. And I can really like lean in and it's not, it's not fake. It's anything. It's just like feel that. And like for so long when you play an act, you can't do that. And like, I'm so proud that I can like tap into my emotions. And (laughs) I talked to like, like some of the people that we work with and I'm just like, oh, I know I can be sometimes like so erratic, but it's like the first, like it's only been a few years since I've actually like, I don't know, displayed my emotions. So I'm just like d- displaying them all. <laughs> so I'm like, I'll be like, that was a little much. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I, yeah. I think it's great. It's I'm like, beautiful. Yeah. I'd be like, I don't know why I just freaked out about that, uh, but I did. So sorry. I, I would be willing example. to bet that as, as you live your life, you will become even more free and less kind of restricted about who you who you are and like after this experience in three years you won't even think about because you are you're a good person i mean i don't know you that well but you seem like you have a good heart i do right i'm pretty sure i, I mean, know <laughs> I, again but you are an inherently a good person your faith and you're you know as you we all live life and try to figure out what's right or wrong or in the confines i mean i was talking with Shug, about this with Shug yesterday like i grew up very religious there have been different times where my faith has been stronger than others. My desire to be a good person has never changed, regardless if my there have been times where I questioned my faith and other times I felt stronger. Yep. But you don't have to like be uh, you don't have to like have a strong faith and you can struggle with your faith is you what I'm saying and still be a good and not, person and not like have a religious yeah. background. You can. And it's like yeah. me f- like for a long time I didn't. I was like, mm, no. Like as when I was younger, I think that yeah, and it's that. like no, that is so far from the truth. Like we all have different backgrounds and different. Like who's to say that I would feel the way I 
did if I didn't grow up where I did and have all the experience that I did and have this like, like truly like this encounter with the Lord that I had, like people don't, not everybody experiences that. And like, okay, you're still an amazing person. Mm -hmm. And I want to be around amazing people, regardless of what you look like, what you believe, how you act. You're, if you're a good people, you're my people. That's how I feel. And you can make mistakes and you can screw up and you can, you know, Get, yeah. got a little pissed off sin you know oh, and then yeah. we can figure it out and do some more of it and live our life i'm pretty sure <laughs> i oh before this show i mean you know for for this before the show this is no joke i didn't cuss before you're on the bachelor <laughs> really yeah. what was your worst cuss word before Fuck shit show? balls <laughs> okay all right no i would can i you? said like freak in fridge and <laughs> um shiz. Can, you, shiz can we all just one of each of us swear just for can fuck ass titty that's not a swear word no. a swear. shit there we go that was hannah again <laughs> <laughs> i'll do bitch yeah oh, oh yeah michelle oh we took him i can't think of any good one <laughs> come on how about dickweed yeah mm. dickweed jesus still loves all of us all of us. All of us. Yeah. Um, but I'm pretty sure they used the bleeper on me more than any other person. Oh, that with Luke was so funny. You're like, I can't stop and saying it. I'm sorry. I don't usually <laughs> say this word. Yeah. <laughs> that, that was great. Yeah. Thinking out loud. <gasps> ah, like what else would you do in that moment? Okay. Yeah. What would you do, man? That's why that's, you, that's why you were the best. Yeah. <laughs> that's why they picked you as a bachelorette. I think yeah. they made a great when people picked you. I was like, "This is the, I, I had, I had, I had, I had dinner with my friend Peter, uh, who I won't Pilot. say his uh, but I was just like, I don't know who you're picking, but you should pick Hannah. And he was just, he just kind of like nods at the time. He's like, I think you'll be happy. And I was like, I don't, I don't know much about this show, but like, she's the most interesting person on the show of like your top four, and yeah. you haven't disappointed because, again, you think out loud, like you you are inherently a good person. And then as this good person is being willing to be vulnerable with like sharing with America, her inner monologue, it's great TV and I'm really enjoying it. Thank you. And I, I am that way the whole time. Like I want this to be my story. And so if it's going to be my story, then I have to be vulnerable enough to share that because I don't want to look back at this and watch it. And I haven't watched it and be like, I don't recognize that person. I recognize that person. Every word that comes out of my mouth is something that I would say. And I actually talked to one of my friends that like has known me forever. And she's like, it's so cool because the Hannah before all this, I'm watching on TV. Like that is her. Like that's that's you. And I'm, and I'm so proud of that. And that's what I want. I want my story, not Hannah B. I want Hannah Brown's story. There you go. So. Well, let's take some fan questions if you're up for it. Yeah, let's do it. You need to go to the restroom? Nope. Okay. You know, I love that mantra that you were like saying to yourself before the first night where you're like, I forget what you said, but you're like, you beat your worth, helped me to feel worthy. Help. Smart. Yeah, where, uh, yeah. Where did you like learn to talk? Well, to I was like praying. So. Oh. <laughs> I was just like, I didn't know. Out loud. Yeah. Yeah. I always pray. Mike. I do. Yeah. I, um. I didn't know they had captured that. I love that they captured yeah. that. But like, I think it's a lot, it's hard for a lot of us to like feel that way with what we see like out there. And it's like, you should be like this, you should be this, but like we are enough, we are worthy. 
I am intelligent, regardless of whoever wants to say something about that, because I just am a dweebo sometimes, whatever. I'm still intelligent. Like, I know that. And so I can't let anybody else make me feel inferior. Uh, so. I just love no, you so much. I just yeah, think that you, you are a true example to everyone out there. And, and as somebody who knows depression well or uh-huh. knows self-worth well, like we don't get to see enough people on TV that are really authentic to themselves. And I think you're important. What's one piece of advice you would give your unborn child that you think would serve them well for the rest of their life? I think what I want to, just you are enough that you're enough even like before like just just you as a person you're enough and I want to like make sure I reiterate that to my child like forever and ever like you're enough like you are worthy because you were wonderfully made like you as a person are just incredible and unique and special don't get a big head about it but you are you know (laughs) like that's, Come that's, on. that's fantastic. Yeah, I, think I think that would be. Well, I love thing. how you, you're enough. You're not like, you're not, I mean, you can say they're special, they're your kid, but like you're not necessarily filling their head no. with like an overflated sense of self, but you are certainly, regardless of your thinking, enough to do you whatever are, it is yeah. you believe in or, or yeah. you want to strive for. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Mm, beautiful. What's yours, Nick? What's mine? Mm-hmm. What's what? your one piece of advice that you would give your child? Uh, smart people know how to admit when they don't know things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ask questions. Ask questions. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's one thing I can tell you about Chris Harrison. Oh. Um, so mm. Chris Harrison tea, everybody. Yeah. So when I was on The Bachelor, I um I had heard like if you um you never know if you don't ask or whatever. And I had these crappy seats on the way to like one of the places by these People who were so ugly, they were, they didn't speak English, but they were like mocking us. Like, and went and I was in the middle window seat and they would not get up for me to get in there. And then we're just like talking about me. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is terrible. Like, we had already had issues with him, them getting on the plane. So then people saw us sitting by them. They're like, oh my God. Sounds like our movie experience. Yeah. yeah. And so, so then I went to the bathroom <laughs> and I saw that the business class had like all these seats open. You're, this is on Colton season. Yeah. Okay. Because I was like, where are we? No, no, okay. on Colton season. Okay. So all these business class seats were open, and I was like, "There's nobody in here." So I saw the flight attendant, and and but then Chris Harrison was like on the last seat of first class, and I was like, and he was, nobody was behind him. I was like, "Oh, oh, did you say that seat for me?" And there was a flight attendant right there, and goes, "Oh yeah, you can sit right there." And I was like, "What?" He goes, "Yeah, I guess you can." And I was like. Wait, wait. I mean, are you sure? Like, can I sit right here? And then I was like, he was like, she's like, yeah. And I was like, I looked back and I was like, uh, maybe, I mean, uh, can I sit right here? Just like first seat of business class. And he looked at me and he goes, Hannah, I'm going to give you a piece of advice. When you hear the answer you want the first time, don't ask any more questions. <laughs> ask the one question, get the answer. Don't ask any more. And I was like, you're right. But I did think it might be a little weird if I'm the only contestant that my that's Chris a good Anderson. way to get a target on your back. Uh, <laughs> but I moved. Yeah. I was like, yeah, I'm getting did. away from this. So, so I got in the business class seat. It was amazing. Like whole row by myself. <laughs> and the girls were like, what are you doing? I was like, I just asked. Then I did it again. <sighs> but not with him. I just, we had all middle seats going back from like, from which place were Yeah, we? it's always terrible. You're like the last one on the plane. It's, you always, it's... Like coming from uh, Vietnam back to Denver. Oh. And we all had middle seats. So I went up to the to the flight attendant that was taking our like 
you know, like scanning us in. And I go, do you have just any more seats by chance? And he goes, what would you prefer? And I was like, (gasps) I was like, I mean, a window is my preference. But I mean, if you can get an aisle, that's great. (laughs) He changed it right at the gate. And all the girls like, where are you going? I was like, sorry, I just asked. (laughs) I was like, what do you do? I was flaring. It worked out. Good (laughs) for you. I mean, but it, they couldn't like say anything because they're like, oh man, I should have asked too. I know. So no. I just did. Ask and ask first. Yeah. Because then you get the seat. Because yeah. <laughs> yeah. everybody's like, no. Oh. Yeah. It worked. That is awesome. But I, I was like, Chris said, just ask. Okay, I'm just going to do it. <laughs> and then don't say anything after that. <laughs> What's your time with Nick? Let's ask Nick your sexy questions. I don't know where you are. Is this is this you? Can you see me better here or here? I don't really know. She's in the iPad right there. Oh, there you are. Hello. <laughs> and she's working. Yeah. Yeah, but I want to be able to look into her eyes. She's right there. She's right there. Um, I'm Nick. This is Hannah. Hi. Hi. What's your name? I'm Lauren. Hi, Lauren. Hi, Lauren. What is your question? How can we help? My question is basically about staying friends with people who are in a really different place in life. Okay. So I'm 27 and I'm actively dating and have been single for about four years. Um, And I've met someone actually recently who I kind of like, but we'll see how that goes. Uh, I'm a little bit jaded about dating. I don't get that attached that easily, but all of my friends are in very serious long-term relationships. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, and I sometimes like to talk to them about my dating life, but they kind of don't get it. Um, they think that it's really fun and exciting all the time. They're always asking all these questions. Um, and inevitably, I kind of have to disappoint them when it usually doesn't work out. Um, and I'm okay with this, but like they kind of make me feel bad about it more, where it's like I was okay with it until I kind of got the pity from them after it doesn't work out. Um, so my question is basically about relating to your friends, uh, sort of letting them, should I let them be involved or should I sort of tell them to butt out a little bit or? Well, I guess that or, all depends on you. I mean, do you want to, do you want to share some before I just go ham on it or? Uh, yeah, I have like a few things because, Yeah. well, first of all, I feel like your friends should not be, making you feel like if you're you're fine with it then you should be fine with it so i would first have a discussion with your friends about like hey i want to come to you and i want to talk to you about what's going on in my life but like Mm -hmm. i need you to be supportive give give good like counsel but don't i don't need any pity you're just waiting for the one you know like you don't need no pity But I am in like a similar situation because a lot of my friends are all married. And uh, actually, one of my best friend has a baby, is married, has a baby and has one on the way. And so like we're in totally different places in our life. But what's really cool about that for me and like my friendships is that she's really supportive of me and I'm really supportive of her. Like, so I don't want to be where she is in her life right now. And I don't think she really wants to be where I am in my life, but we're so supportive of where Mm -hmm. we both are. And that's what like you're, you need to have a conversation with your friends of like, 
I I do. I, I mean, I, I'm sure you want to like have a serious relationship at one point, but like you've you've got to like do your thing and they need to be supported of you making your own decisions for yourself and you can be supportive yeah. of what they're doing too. I think that's really what it comes down to and having communication with your friends. I don't know. Yeah, I think they're trying to be supportive. I think they mean well, but they also sort of like, None of them have been single for a very long time, so it's, it's almost entertaining for them. To what sort of watch bothers what's going on in my life? Could have you, get- you talked to them about it? I think you should have a conversation with them about it. How they make you feel? Yeah, I've, I've talked to them a little bit about it, but they still kind of like it's a touchy subject. I have a so. question for you. Can you give an example of something they say that bothers you in terms of? So it would be like so if I go on a say three dates with someone and they're they're asking all these questions they're so excited and then you know i'm maybe not that excited about it Uh and then the next time i see them i'm not seeing this person anymore and they ask about it and are really excited to be like oh how's it going with this person and you're like oh well you know went on three dates and it's not it's not really planning on seeing each other again and they're like you know oh sweetie like you're gonna you're gonna get there one day don't you worry about it it's like Okay, I wasn't really worried about it until you made me feel like I did something wrong by not being interested in this person, or I don't know. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, that's that's not great, kind of like what Hannah said. I mean, if you are um, really confident, and as you should be with being single and Mm -hmm. 27, you're super young, like, like, enjoy it. Also, you should be... um, Think of it this way is I think you said an important part that your friends do find it exciting and not mm-hmm. to take anything away from what they have in their lives. I'm sure they're happy and they have their kids and their families, but you know, yeah. sometimes same can get a little boring and you have variety in your life and I'm sure you want to settle down as a lot of people do. But right now there's a part of your world that they're a little envious of too. Yeah. So remember that when not that they are showing you, but they just want you to be happy. But I think it really comes yeah. down from to you is like I think you really need to sometimes we project too because I know at least for me uh yeah. if I have an insecurity about something and it's kind of eating me up even though like I know I shouldn't let my insecurity bother me like I'm conscious of it but deep down it does and then someone will point it out to me and I'll be like well fuck man god damn it like I didn't think it was bothering you but now because mm-hmm. you said it to me now it does so my guess is yeah, you may have a little a bit of insecurity of on your own because all your friends are settled down and that's kind of how it was for me when I was living in Milwaukee and you know mm-hmm. 28 29 it's like I I was there was a very distinct point in my life where I broke up with my girlfriend of two and a half years and all my other friends got engaged and it was like mm-hmm. I mean I was, know I'm younger but like that in Alabama that's normal yeah I'm I understand that. Yeah. So it's right in that age, right you can now. feel that a little bit. So engaged and married, and mm-hmm. yeah, I think I would just <laughs> really stress to yourself that you are very happy and confident in your situation, and you're. I would stress to yourself that you are uh, thankful that you are objective and you're not willing to settle, and that you can go on three dates with a guy and think he's okay, mm-hmm. and not be so worried about wasting three good dates. You know when to like get out. I think that's a healthy yeah. to do. Mm-hmm. And so really focus on being confident about that. And I would be willing to bet that it, you will feel less judged by yourself, by your friends, if you're, if you're making sure you're never judging yourself, would be my, my guess. Yeah. But you can yeah, tell your friends, helpful. be like, hey, listen, I'm actually, and reiterate with your friends, to Hannah's point, yeah. listen, I'm, 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 yeah, I know. I will. Yeah, I'm great. And I'm, actually, like, I'm not worried. 
I got another day. It was great. Like, yeah. I got three meals p- paid for. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> nice guy. You know, and uh, on to the next. It was pretty good. Yeah. But decent, know, but not forever. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it's like the movie you saw once. It was enjoyable. You don't know. You don't need to see it again. Yeah. It's fine. Like yeah. So yeah, let them know. Let yourself know. And I think you will feel less frustration with your friends. And there's mm-hmm. nothing wrong with finding more like people, finding other friends, not new friends, but other friends mm-hmm. who are also, you're still young. You're gonna, you should meet more new people. There's a lot of people in my life that I didn't meet until I was in my 30s. You're going to change. Uh, your, your friends should also adapt. You can hold on to old friends. You can still make new friends. Mm-hmm. So do that. Yeah. Be open to that as well. That's fair. I have a couple of friends who are single who I can sort of talk to about yeah. those kinds of things. Yeah. But yeah, with the friends who are in relationships, there's just still sort of a barrier in, in the understanding of what's going on. There's definitely going to be some condescension from them because, you know, they've figured it out and they've settled down yeah. and now they just want to take care of you. But also don't forget that they love fucking talking about your dating life because they might be a little bored yeah. and they are... <laughs> So like that's not yeah. the, nothing to throw in their face, but just feel better <laughs> about why they are showing a lot of interest. It's not just pity; it's for their own benefit as well. Yeah. So. Yeah, I think they're kind of living vicariously. Yeah. And that's a little fun. Bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they're lucky to have you. So you'll you know you're gonna be <laughs> you're gonna be just fine. All right. Well, hope that was helpful. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. <laughs> you're gonna be <laughs> great. You're gonna be great. All right. All right. Take Bye. care. Thank you. That's a tough one when you are single and your friends are just like, yeah. all are, my friends it's wild. are married like to and babies. And it's, it's one of the first like, questions. We should double. Oh, like, man. Fuck yeah. we have no, like, our our relationships yeah. have totally changed. Like yeah. my relationships with my friends that like are engaged, married, have babies have changed. Mm-hmm. Because honestly, do I want to hang out with them all the time when they're all coupled up? Not yeah. particularly. Let's just hang yeah. out and talk about our kids and go to bed at 11. It's like, oh. well, I'm good. So, uh, <laughs> Nick, do you want to come? No, no, not at all. Um, but I think it's just like you, you stay updated. You don't have to always talk about your kids. You don't talk about your husband. Like let's keep our relationship, our relationship. And that's your own relationship. And when I get to that point, like I want to share it with you and like, yeah, let's have barbecues later. But like, I'm not there yet. And that's okay. <laughs> like, it's okay. And I think I had to tell myself that too, because it really did. Cause I was the one that, everybody thought would be first to start oh. the thing. And so then I didn't. And I was like, what? <laughs> I mean, yeah, no, I can. I mean, I for sure compared to all my friends that I was going to settle yeah. down and like, yeah. And I didn't. And so I had last to of the Mohicans. Yeah. <laughs> Still fighting the good fight. <laughs> How you doing, Mackenzie? I'm doing great. How are y'all doing? Uh, good. Thanks for asking. I'm Nick. This is Hannah. Hi. Hi. Uh, how can we help you, Mackenzie? Um, well, I actually, I, you know, I'm really behind on your episode, so I'm like trying to catch up. So what? I emailed in. Just kidding. That's fine. We can focus on you. Um, I emailed in after I watched episode 10 about, you know, um, insecurities and relationships and, um, it's that whole conversation just reminded me about the, my very first serious relationship with my now ex-boyfriend um we were together for three years um we started dating when i was 20 we broke up right right before i turned 23 i'm 26 now okay and um 
he was very like into Tumblr because this was 2013 and that was mm-hmm. a big thing. Um, and there was like a, we met through mutual friends. So it was like a running joke with our group of friends that like all he did on Tumblr was like reblog porn and stuff like that. Re-blog and they would always ask. Porn? Reblog. What's that? It's like reposting. Oh porn. no, you're oh, okay. Um, <laughs> No, I mean, I'm my familiar mom, with blogging and I'm a little familiar with porn, but I'm not familiar with blogging porn. It's like sharing something on Facebook. Okay, fair enough. All on right. Tumblr? So he was what? he was active in the porn community of like... Not like active. I mean, he just like followed like porn blogs, I guess. That's pretty active. I, yeah. That's, that's pretty active. Yeah, I yeah, mean, I wasn't... I wasn't on tumblr at the time so whenever they would ask me like hey doesn't that bother you i'm like well i mean it's like out of sight out of mind so you're not dating him anymore i'm curious what's what's your question or what are you what are you trying to kind of figure out if anything i guess i i mean i've moved past that that like part in my life but like for somebody who isn't like as confident like how do you get past like the the insecurities of like this fictional character, essentially. When you say not as confident, are you, did you feel after finding this out about your ex, did it, it made you feel, it sounds like it made you feel something about yourself or something like. Yeah. I I spent probably the first year and a half of that relationship, very insecure and uncomfortable because that brought up a lot of issues about my self-confidence. Sure. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, that's, that's fair. I mean, We've talked a little bit about the effects of, of porn a little bit. We probably should do like a, maybe a whole episode on it. Mm-hmm. It's a fascinating mm-hmm. world. I mean, listen, there's a lot of information out there. Uh, you know, you can be, there's a lot of conversations, sex positive. We had um, our friend on who talked about feminist porn because like, listen, but like at the end of the day, like do people watch porn fine? I think when it comes to those types of, that's an intense kind of, I mean, he was into it, right? And I think that I can... I can get why that might could make you feel at anyone. I mean, I would, if I was dating a girl and maybe there's a novelty of like, Oh, I'm, you know, cause more guys are into porn. It, that the general thought is. And if I found out a girl, I was dating someone, she's like, yeah, no, I watch porn. You're like, Oh, that's cool. Like you're, but what if she put, and then all, but then all of a sudden you're like, no, 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 I, uh, I blog and I'm, I would be a little, <gasps> or she put it on her Instagram. Taken back. Or, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, listen, I, I think, I think it's a natural feeling to feel what you you thought. I think you really have to try not to compare yourself to literal porn stars. That's right. And I think that you pointing out, hi, it's Shug, you can't see me. Um, But I think that you pointing out that there's like a fantasy element to it. Like he's into like a fantasy sex world and... I bet that had nothing at all to do with you. Yeah, I don't want to... I guess uh, thanks for saying that because I don't want to... It's... Because it's it is a fantasy world, and I'm not trying to defend his actions, but it really has nothing to do with you, and it is a slippery slope for I think for people because <clears throat> it's a natural to compare yourself, mm-hmm. but because I mean I don't even know like the psychology of porn how it plays a role, but it's it's strong and it can be very detrimental to people and relationships, and I'm not knocking it if you want to do it or I'm not judging or whatever, but it can people can be addicted and so it really has nothing to it trying to just don't compare yourself to it i mean it's that's a the worst thing you can do and it truly is nothing about you it's it's to do with this especially as if he's blogging about it it's like 
it's way past this visual thing. I will say something. My biggest issue with my biggest issue with it was like when I like actually saw him like reblog a post because we were hanging out together. Yeah. Uh, I like saw him reblog something from like hottie of the day or something. And that Jesus. I was just kind of like, really? While well, I'm sitting right here. Like, Uh-oh. yeah, he's a, he's an inconsiderate jerk. I mean, it's, he's, yeah, he kind of sucks. I, I got something for Hannah's you. Hannah's got something for you. Um, so I, I was in a relationship that I was already had some insecurities about. And I felt when I found out about like, might be looking at that type of stuff I think because I was already insecure in the relationship, sure. that amplified my insecurity. 100%. And I don't know if that's kind of where you were in your relationship, but I feel like if you are already insecure in your relationship and then you have that, especially with like, are they like talking to other girls or are they doing this? And then you like physically see them like looking at other girls. And I would be like, what the fuck, dude? Like, it's not like I'm not like, hello, <laughs> you know? And I would be like, "What? why do you need to like, Look at that. And I think it was more so of like, I needed, it was the issue of like, I felt like, oh, I was being like lied to about it. You obviously like knew about it, but it's like have communication about it because then that brings up more insecurities. And I feel like in your next relationships, because you've dealt with that, Mm -hmm. um, if you're like the person I'm going to be with, like, I'm going to straight up be like, look, do you have a thing? All right, let me know. Like you, I want to know everything. Like I, it doesn't even like, I want to know the nitty gritty, dirty details. So like, I think for that, that makes me feel more secure because I want to know that like, I know everything and not, and I don't think like out of sight, out of mind. Like if, if, you know, find out that he has a tumbler with things, I'd be like, you know, like, like that's right, insecurity. I mean, pause like, and maybe talk, maybe about talk that. about that. And I think it's all about communication in a relationship that I've learned through my past of like, if it's bothering you, because I feel like it probably was bothering you before you actually saw him do that. You got to talk about it because if not, it's just going to fester, fester, fester and make you feel bad about something that has, like you said, zero to do about you. It's something with him and that's Mm -hmm. not cool. Yeah. I think, I think Hannah said it perfectly. Um, I think you you did great. I mean, it is all about communication. And again, for the people who listening, it depends, whatever you guys are into, you guys just have to get on the same page. You weren't on the same page with this guy. You felt misled. You felt lied to that brought up a whole nother ball of insecurities and made you question yourself and you shouldn't have. So kind of to Hannah's point in the future, this guy is old news, but just be open about like, what are your likes and dislikes? Make him feel comfortable about that you accept them for who they are and hopefully they do the same thing. And then. Hope and, yeah, and if you're not okay with it, then Hey, you're not okay with yeah. it. And there are yeah. like, you're just not okay with it. And that's something that you've got to communicate. <laughs> cool. Exactly. All right. Well, thank you so much. Good luck. Thank yes. you. Guys. Bye. Be great. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Well, Hannah, thank you so much. You were great. Thanks, Thanks for doing this. I hope you had, had a fun. good time. Yeah. yeah. You gave great advice. Thank you. You are a very mature, uh, young person you're not even that young but you are you people like to say like mature for your age you it comes out naturally i think that's why you're doing such a great i'm job mature for my age but also like to be childish and so i do that well, but I mean, it's same. it's a thought it's a thought of like i'm gonna be a child right now any any big uh teases you want to hear you know for those people tuning in why should they tune in why should they watch you know i mean if you're liking what you're seeing now i I love how people are like oh my god i'm loving this this is so great and i'm like if you like it now oh like and i'm not just saying that to like tease it up i'm like 
Oh my god! If you think that's something, oh, no. you have no idea what happens. Oh no! So like, exciting. It, well, you've heard it like, here first. Yeah. <laughs> that is like when I'm like, I'm like, oh my god, you're like that into it right now. Like I thought, like the first few episodes would be like, they're is right. there like any like any? What happens with Tyler C? Oh my gosh! <laughs> Are you a Tyler C person? Yeah, she's obsessed. I'm not okay. Yeah. I yeah, am. don't even. I, yeah. I understand. Yeah. Very, he's very cute. Yeah. Um. Any any specifics you can tease us about? Um. Other than it's great. Specifics. Let me think. Is she allowed? Her producers and I don't know. Like what? There's so like there's just so much. I'm like, what do I even go to like a specific about? Like, I mean, I think you'll see like how I said like you've you've said like I am a verbal processor, and I'm into in my emotions and therefore sometimes I always say like choices lead feelings follow but like <laughs> so, mm-hmm. that's really hard for me and I'm and sometimes I uh, like know my feeling and I make the choice to go with my feeling and to, to really like make the choice to feel the feelings in and um decide where that's going to go because in every relationship that I will end when I end it it's closed. And so I will have times where it's like, I need to figure out my feelings and know them completely to be able to shut the door and not look back. Mm-hmm. And you'll see me process. Uh, that. I, I like that you said that. I think sometimes the leads of the shows get a little bit of flack because we get judging, you get judged for our choices in, in terms mm-hmm. of keeping people around. Uh, I want to explore every single yeah. relationship so, to the end. And so I don't have to question, was that just because of this or that? No, it's because I don't want to be with you. Well, listen, as a fan, I don't know if you <laughs> Great end up person, with, don't want to be with you. I don't know if you end up with Luke P. But yeah. as a fan, I know there's a handed on a cliffhanger. My, you, you can't put the camera on me. for You don't have to. We don't need a reaction. At some point, Luke S. is going to go home, not because of what Luke P. said, but you probably just don't have a strong connection with him. I hope as a fan, Luke P. sticks around because while I don't love him as a person, he is great TV. Um, but as a watching it as a viewer rooting for you to find love, I am totally fine with you vetting it out. Even though we have the luxury of seeing Luke when you don't, I think sometimes people watching that forget that about the lead, about when they're watching it. And it's just like, you know, if you do end up keeping Luke P for the next couple episodes, and even if like much further, you know, if, if people still think the same thing about Luke P, they're going to be people on Twitter being like, Oh, how could she do this? It's like, well, because... You know, yeah. the same reason why you couldn't get over that one fucking dude. Amen. Like, you know, and so yeah. that that happens out there. So I'm glad you brought that up because for those of you listening, um, it's it's no harder or easier. And I'm so uh, glad that I've do- I did that with a lot of different relationships where I'm like, hmm, I'm not so sure how I feel about that. Or there's something there. I need to explore it more. And then when you're like, okay, it's done. I can guarantee you it was done. I don't want to have any any feeling of like, uh, that could have been my person or am I missing something are being, t- I was never told, Oh, trust me. And I, I did something because somebody else told me I had to explore it myself and find it for myself and feel so confident in every decision that I made. And when I make decisions, I'm confident about those. Well, that's great. Yeah. Well, Hannah, I wish you the best on your journey for love. I hope it ends up in a, in a very happy place for you. I, I can't wait to watch the rest of your season. I really appreciate you taking the time and getting to know you a little bit better. I hope the people listening felt like they get to know you a so little too. bit better, even than watching on the show. And yeah. uh, 
For those of you who are tuning in just to listen to Hannah, thanks for popping in. Ha! It's like the it's like the Catholic priest on Easter. Yeah, you're thanks the- for coming. <laughs> but you know what? We're here every Sunday. Yeah. But in this world, Wednesdays we talk about a lot of stuff. Um, check back in uh, if you've enjoyed listening to the Vile Files this week. Also, check out Natural Habits NHOils.com. New customers get twenty percent off. Wow. Hannah, I got I got the hookup for you. Sweet. Uh, have a great week, guys. See you next time. Okay.